Pull the Pin Ready, War Room Edition. I'm your host, Jim. With me as usual is Mike. And today, let's see who's joining us. Are you ready for this, Mike? Nope. No? Nope. One of the worst guest co-hosts, whatever, we've ever had. He can't hear and me, right? Who? He can't hear me, right? Oh, he can hear you. Oh, shit. Hey, one of the best guys ever. <laughs> and here he is. Now he can respond to you. Just damn. <laughs> Welcome, Just Paul. Just the satchel of Richards. <laughs> oh, man. Oh, sorry about that. I thought you were uh, muted. I was muted. Uh, oh, so- I thought I was too. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. We can't hear you in the in the lobby, but you can hear us. Oh, okay. Yeah. What's up, fellas? Hey, what's going on? So what do you guys want to talk about today, Jim? Well, you know the routine in the war room, right? We pull a bunch of headlines. Oh, God. And we all get discussed them. Since there's only three of us here today, we're all going to take our turns and discuss each topic. Oh, God. Mike, you can still have the honor of calling on the first person to speak on each topic. <laughs> okay. Hmm. So, hmm. first topic, first headline, and these are actual headlines. It's not stuff we're just making up. This is stuff we're pulling off. Actual headlines. Oh, God. And I know we spoke about this somewhat previously in another episode. I don't know if we've already spoken about it yet or it's coming out soon. (laughs) But in another episode, we've already talked about some of this. And it is how war with China could cripple the U.S. Oh, God. Now, if you haven't been on a war room, Paul, we're not going to be going into long, in-depth rabbit holes because we got plenty of topics. So... When Mike calls on you because he has that power, um, then it will be your turn to speak, and he'll let you speak for a few minutes. Yeah, I just want you. To, I want everybody to see when Jim said that me, Mike, black man, had the power. Did everyone see Paul's reaction? He was like, "What the fuck?" Because <laughs> that's against the dictionary, right? Because then yeah. it can't be racism or something if you have power. <laughs> So, how war with China could cripple the U.S.? What are, you, what are your thoughts on that, Paul? Well, I think the, the the main thing of it is our economies are so intertwined that that it would cause some fairly severe economic hardships for Americans. Because if you take a jauntly stroll through the aisles of Walmart, and pick up and look at the labels of where pretty much everything but our produce is made, that's going to go away for cheap. Mm. So I, I, I think um, we can talk tactically about it all day long, but I think how it's going to affect the mainstream American person is going to be economically goods or inexpensive goods are gonna, not going to be available. I agree. I agree. Now, would you say that's going to impact them as well economically because we're not buying or purchasing such goods? Absolutely, it will. But in, if you look look at their economic activity over the last 20 years, really, since uh, the end of Clinton came on there, they have really expanded their markets beyond just America. They, they're all over the Asiatic Rim. Uh, people in Vietnam are buying Chinese products in Russia. So they're probably one of the main producers 
in the world and that's where prosperity comes from is from production mm. so yeah it'll hurt them but if you're trying to wage an economic warfare against somebody i think that they feel probably pretty confident at this point that they could it would hurt us more than it would yeah. hurt them because like like you just alluded to they were uh they have expanded like you could say the US is their number one customer so they can afford to lose go to war they can afford to lose that number one customer because they have you know uh let's say 10 20 customers like Vietnam and those other locations you just spoke on what about you Jim yeah just to piggyback on what Paul was saying was um the, the financial aspect of it, China has an advantage. Uh, they don't have to disseminate their money. They don't have to spread their money through their people. Uh, like we would have people here that would be like, hey, wait a minute, wait a minute. You know, where's our programs? Where's our money? Where's our this? So with China, want, when they go to war or they, they go to any financial, um, they just pull their money within and let the people just suffer. Uh, they can, like we, we talked about, they can starve their people. They'll still be making money. And I remember with the, was it Huawei? Was that the company? Um, Huawei was pushing out the electronics because they even had concern that there was security threats with all of the electronics that China was trying to stand up in all these other countries, signing mm. big deals. So not only was it just the financial uh, benefit they were getting, there's a, a security benefit because if they are putting chips and you know electronic devices in these products, uh, there might be something in there we don't know about. So I think, yeah, I think they can cripple more than U.S. Yeah, yeah, I think it will will hurt more than it, it will hurt. It will hurt us more than it will hurt them. Yeah, and if I and if I could add on real quick to that, like an interesting observation I had, I, I've done some um, some work in Africa in the last five or six years, and the you you know you're talking post colonialism in Africa, all the European powers kind of left somewhat and we have this you know, African socialistic experiments that go on in these African countries but in the meantime like China has really embedded themselves look at the new Silk Road across Africa uh, they were building the highways in Africa they were building the ports in Africa so they're just their market with their, their portfolio is very diverse we are we we are a large part of their portfolio, but they can clean us out probably and, and definitely survive it based upon their African expansion and their expansion in the Asiatic rim. Hmm. Okay. What do you have next, there, Jim? U.S. Air Force is guarding against EMP attacks. Should the rest of us worry? We we just started that. Uh, it's a headline. Oh, so yeah. Apparently, it's important right now. Yeah, no, no, no. I mean, I, I thought we were. Yeah. Okay. All right, Paul. What do you got? Um, I, I mean, I think sh surely if you plan strategically and tactically, you should look at every potential threat that you have out there and try and mitigate what you can mitigate. I mean, if you really go down the EMP rabbit hole of what it would do to a society that's that would that could definitely mess a lot of stuff up so yeah I, 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 mitigate that. Yeah. But I, I would agree with you Mike like are we just today we're just thinking about it I'm 
I'm pretty positive that the big brains that are within those institutions have been thinking about it since it was originally thought of. Yeah. And I have to agree because that's where I just had I started thinking. I, of course, I can't remember so far back, but I thought we were planning against that uh, years ago, even back before I was even in Afghanistan. I'm thinking like back in Germany. But yeah, I don't know. No, that's not surprising. But I just, well, it surprises me we have a headline on it saying that. Be afraid. Yeah. Maybe, maybe it's just resurfaced because the threat has become more practical. Or maybe there's some link in it. Because, like, the, the, the end of the word, the thing that hit me is should the rest of us worry? So it doesn't really mean that we're not preparing or guarding against it. We may have been guarding against it for the last 10, 15 years. Correct. But for something, someone asked, should the rest of us worry? I mean, the first thing that comes to my mind is our, our electronic dependency. I mean, yeah. yeah, I think we should worry because so many people are so dependent now on electronics. I don't know, COVID and COVID just pushed more people into that. <laughs> so, yeah, you know, yeah. so I don't, I don't know how people are going to survive if there's ever a serious EMP attack and, and things get shut down. Look at Texas, right? Yeah, and you have the big storm. Yep. You know, so and what was that? A couple of years ago, uh, Facebook went down and people started calling the police department. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, it's one of those funny but true jokes that were going right. around. People actually call the police department when they couldn't log on to Facebook. Yeah. True story. Yeah. I think we should yeah, worry. But, yeah, I think we should. But I think it goes to, like we are saying, our dependency on electronics is so huge. It should, I think we should worry about that more so than the actual attack. Agreed. You know what I'm saying? So have a small diesel generator that's primitive and be able to make your own diesel fuel and buy books. <laughs> books? Yeah. You mean yeah, digital absolutely. books? So think about it. So think about it. How do you, how do you get 99% of your information? If you want to learn how to do something today, how yeah. do you do it? YouTube. YouTube. <laughs> YouTube it. So yeah. the internet is gone. Yeah. Go fix shit. Yeah. If you don't yeah, but- know how to fix it now, you're fucked. But yeah. Paul, Paul, right. remember like you were talking about average people? I really believe the average people really can't conceive that idea of no internet. Like it, I, it, I, I really like they it, freak and my kids freak out if my internet goes out. Yeah. I know. This is what I my I take my 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 kids camp we do the the Appalachian Trail and section hikes. And I tell people all the time, they're like Go pack all your shit on the back of your back and go walk in the woods for a week and everything you have, you, you carry with you. You have a totally different perspective for showers and electronics and, man, I wish I knew this. Like, I, yeah, I, I'm hungry. Like, you just can't Google that shit. Yeah. See, that's why, that's why I was going with that. Um, like you say, now we say YouTube it, right? When you want to learn how to fix something or whatever. But before that, if you wanted to know something... Or you wanted to know if something was true, you Google it. But it's all about that World Wide Web. Everything is entangled in it. And once you how, how, did, how did we do it? How did we do it, guys? Y'all, we're all about the same age. How did we do it before the internet? The library. Yeah. So you either had to find somebody who knew the information, or you right. went to the library. And yeah. so when you went to the library, what you had to do? You had to know Read. the Dewey Decimal System and shit. <laughs> Go to the card catalog, try and take a stab at looking at what you got to do. Go find the book, read the entire freaking book, four, five, six of them to find the one answer. Now we just Google that shit in. Yeah. 
So my point of all that, though, is we our our generation values knowledge more than today's generation, right? They talk about like ignorance is just a mad a matter of of a lack of, to access of information. Today, there has been easier access to. I have all of the world's knowledge in my hand if I look hard enough for it. Mm-hmm. Right, and so. These kids today, they have all this information, access to this information, and they, they don't appreciate it. Right. I think that there's people now, we're like the last generation that had to go work to find information, and we really appreciate the access that we have, if that makes sense. Yeah. It's yeah. getting to the point where even like questions on schoolwork, you can just Google the question, and you don't even have to look up the answer because it pops right up. Dude, they're doing that with math problems now. You could just right. hold your phone over it, and it'll solve it for them. Yeah, but, yeah. But, you ever seen that? But in but yeah. but but think about it logically though. So there's two ways to think about it. In the presence of that type of technology, why wouldn't I utilize it? Sure. We oh, think yeah, about in the absence of that technology because we grew up in the absence right. of that technology. So we appreciate the process of finding the information and learning and solving the problem more than our kids do. But, but, but to me, the, the greatest example of that is land navigation. Like we had to learn what a compass and this stuff, we had to learn all that stuff. Now they take a plugger and they, boop, boop, where am I? You know what I mean? Like in reality, we're talking about EMP. EMP goes out. You don't have the knowledge. It's not even about looking anymore. You need to know what you're talking about. Yeah. I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm about 40 paces away from an old lensatic compass. <laughs> I'm serious. I'm serious. Like, this is a discussion we had, too. So, like, I, when I go hiking with my kids, I get by, I buy topographical maps and do it. And they're like, Dad, you get your phone. Okay. Right. The mountains, and all of a sudden, they're like, you ain't going to fucking signal. Yeah. They're like, oh, where the are we? Like, it's, I know exactly where. Where are you? I'll wait. So, yeah. so I, I teach those skills to my kids. Like land nav is like one of those things I really, it's cathartic for me to do. Like, cause I've had people teach me how to do it really well. It's just cause the organizations that I've been in, it was a really super valuable skill and I had people that could teach it really well. And that's like one of the things I like to teach my kids. That's why I garden with my kids. What are you going to do when Walmart goes away? How you feed right. You know, I mean, right. these are, these are skills that we're losing because of technology doesn't mean right. technology is bad. It makes it easier. Right. There's an appreciation and a loss of that knowledge that we're, we're, yeah. we're kind of jacked up in the next generation if we have an EMP and, you know, we lose all that ability. So I have books. Right. Anyway, so, next headline. Yeah, I was going to say, yeah. we want to move on because we were just going down. We no, talked about rabbit holes. Good. Yeah. All right. The next one. Under cover of darkness. Fed bus migrant children into West Texas. Texas. Never happened. I'm here in Texas. I could, oh, he said West Texas. Never mind. I'm here. Oh, you say, Mike counts. Mike counts soldiers coming off the planes from Afghanistan and children being bused into West Texas. <laughs> you are a busy man. Yeah. I mean, haven't they bused the children uh, into Texas? It does. It wasn't always in the cover of darkness, right? They did it in the daytime. Everyone knew it was going on. So I, I, I don't know why that's a headline. Well, I do know why it's a headline because they're doing that's what they the do point. best. They're trying to sensationalize. No, that's the point. 
What's the point? That's that's totally the point. Is look at how shitty Orange Man Bad did with handling massive amounts of people that are coming into the country. They're just pointing out, like, hey, you guys were like jumping up and down, blah 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 blah, and now you're relatively silent. Of course, the, the mainstream media has actually been going like, hey, you got an issue, and then why do you have an issue? Because when you say, hey, we're just going to come on in, why wouldn't they? You're, 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 this whole thing, you're seeing two diametrically opposed ideologies to the immigration issue collide on this. And you can't blame it on Trump anymore. It's gotten worse. And you're ignoring it. Yeah, but, but who suffers? Yeah, but what do you mean we're ignoring it, though? You are ignoring it. Why? Well, I mean... What has he done to address it? Well, actually, I, I, I had a little CNN thing flash over my phone on there that the House did, had done an immigration reform. I have no clue what that means as of this moment. It came across like two hours ago. Do you not have an issue? You have a larger influx now trying to come into the country. Why? Because that's what he wants. Okay, why? To establish a larger voting base. Okay, so that's kind of fucked up, right? So you're going to take... Oh, yeah, I, I agree. Yeah, <laughs> right. I mean, so, so yeah. That's, that's all that this is. It's the media now trying to, like, point it out. Ah, okay. You see what I'm saying? Like, you yeah. talk shit all of this time about how they're putting them in cages. And then you go, like, well, the cages happened underneath the Obama administration. Like, we're going to ignore it. We'll put little, you know, sheets behind in front of the cages between the beds and put little colored polka dots on it and it's not somehow the same. Mm. You have an issue that you have to address and it's not being addressed. It's actually being ignored. I would I would think, and I'm going to agree with your statement, that it's done just to increase its, its voter base. Right. But who pays for that? Everyone on this show. Everybody, every, right, every, everybody that's already here. And I'm not trying to be nationalistic, right, because we right. have border arguments all day long. But, but you already have people that are here. We have an ideal. Why are we just going to open it up to a bunch of people, the majority of them low-skilled workers, to come in here and compete against the unemployed in America, which are low-skilled workers for the most part, right, or unexperienced workers for the most part that they're unemployed. Why do we want to bring these people in? And then who pays for this? Mm, Everybody else that's already working. I I think Texas gets hit first. (laughs) Well, I I do have to say, I watched an interview with our governor. It's like, hey, the federal government is is failing to do this. And I'm, you know, so like I'm nationalizing the National Guard here in the Texas uh, state, the troopers or whatever what they have there, Texas Rangers, all that other bullshit, mm-hmm. to go do something about it. I mean, we can have the argument of borders all day long if you want to get deep and philosophical, but we can't. In the presence of a welfare state, we can't do this, and all right. it does is further entrench them into power. So I think this is the other side, like pointing it out. Hey, this is hard work. You can't blame Orange Man bad anymore. And now the shit's getting worse, and why is it getting worse? And hopefully it asks those questions. You know, it's interesting, like Mike was talking about for the votes. I, I discovered that the last time they brought up legislation like this, a Republican tried to put in some uh, counter or additional, whatever, amendment to the legislation saying that, okay, we'll accept this as long as we make it so that no one can vote for 10 years. And they shot it down. 
So we'll let these people come in, but they're not allowed to vote for 10 years. So they're trying to act like it's some humanitarian thing. And then when they got called on it, now all of a sudden, no, 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 we don't want that. Because it is what Mike said. It's for votes. It's not humanitarian. It's not, you know, just call it as it is. Yeah. Yep. I agree. You have another headline? I do. China Z tells his army to get combat ready. And Z, I said, shut the heck up. Those guys are always combat ready. You know? <laughs> All they do is train, train, train. They've always been combat ready. But combat with who? Oh, the U.S. Okay. I just don't see it. I don't see it. Or maybe they, they might have some, uh, like when you guys were talking about uh, uh, Taiwan, you know, they might get some resistance there if they want to go over there. But I'm like, eh, okay. I just, just I just don't see it, man. And if I'm wrong, you know me. I'll, I'll call it like I see it. But I, I just don't see a war with China in, in on the horizon. Paul? You don't? Oh, sorry, Jim. No, I, I just want to jump real quick because my son, I told you, is that like this history, but he loves history. I'm not a history buff, so I'm just going to stand stand down when you guys start talking about this stuff. But what I found interesting is a lot of the history I've watched, Japan spent a lot of time invading China. So it would surprise me, maybe I don't know enough about current day Japan, but it would surprise me that like Japan wouldn't have anything to say about any of that stuff. Hmm. Ooh, and that's an interesting twist in the whole plot because our post-World War II agreements with Japan, we've allowed really no military for them other than kind of a national defense force. We've limited what their capability to respond would be, so that would be an interesting play. But I think that there probably will be a test of the Biden-Harris administration um, by China by increasing um, aggression or bellicosity towards Taiwan. But how much of this, too, is just, hey, just be afraid of something. Mm. And, and again, I'm going to agree with you. With My first thought, too, like Mike, when you said, was, like, who has a military, a serious military force that isn't combat ready, that seems, hey, we got this big old army, like, okay, hey, guys, in the next eight or ten months you need to be like ready for combat isn't that kind of the premise to be ready for it at all times i, I don't know yeah <laughs> don't forget we don't forget we do have the guam national guard hey hey they deliver donuts soldiers right I, i'm just saying we, we still have them they're they're on our side yeah yeah you have another headline man i sure do <laughs> North Dakota man says condo association threatens $200 daily fines over American flag noise. You talking about the... I assume that's it. Wow. Wow. Must be some high winds. What does he have, a garrison flag up that much? <laughs> one wow. metal clip, one metal pole. That's all it takes. Oh yeah, I'm thinking. Oh, it's probably that's probably what it is. Dude. Yeah, the clip hitting the pole. Ding, ding, ding. Yeah, yeah. Ah man, I don't know about that one. Well, he could he could rap. 
like put a rubber ball as like what do you tape do? on it. Yeah, tape or a tennis ball or something. You know, it's I don't know. Okay, so let me interject this real quick. North Dakota man says condo association threats two hundred dollar a day daily fine over ISIS flag noise. ISIS. That's not this headline, but <laughs> um, daily fines over North American man love man boy love association flag noise. You okay, asking so where that changes? Flag stuff out of it because it's just there to be emotional, yeah. right? So the noise thing. Okay. Yeah, it's just two hundred dollar daily fines. Yeah. Man says condo association that he voluntarily agreed to be under their rule when he bought his house threatens $200 daily fine over noise. That's it. So yeah. that's the way I look at it. You and I do want to look at that, but HOA, I've seen other headlines. Nobody held a gun to your head to join an HOA. Man, you got to I have seen shit. other headlines, though, and I'm going to argue that HOA thing, so give me a second to get to that. I have seen headlines um about stuff like that about american flags being offensive to other people and stuff like that but i'm not even gonna entertain that because i agree with you this shouldn't even be about the american flag but i will address your nobody hoa nonsense because i'm getting tired of people saying this stuff you try moving to a state with a good school district where everybody's moving and you get told the hoa is optional show up at the table and they put a paste paper in your face and say, oh, now that you're closing, here is the HOA that you gotta, you got to buy into. I thought it was optional. No, I don't know who told you that's not optional. So somebody does get into an HOA that didn't want to be an HOA. And he's Shut on the show. No. So you, 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 no, no, no. That's, that's BS. That's a contractual <laughs> obligation. Show no. me where I sign it. Because if I didn't sign that agreement, that agreement ain't shit. Right? If it ain't in writing, that's the whole beauty of contracts. doesn't mean shit. You so can't close unless is, you sign it. I went to, <laughs> no, no. What happens is I went to closing, and that thing is a hour long of some asshole attorney sitting over there with 50,000 pages of shit and fine print that they're getting me to sign. And I just sign the shit and get out of there. And then they come back and you're like, uh, uh. No, no. He told me. Well, man, he told me what it was. I agree it's bullshit. But when you sign he, it, you did that voluntarily. Yes, I've accepted it. Contracts. That's it. I accepted, but I didn't buy into an HOA with the intention of being an HOA. Yes, I accepted did. the fact that I'm in an HOA because my other options were terrible. But you accepted it. Because my other options were terrible. You accept. I don't care what the reason. I don't care if you stubbed your toe. You know. <laughs> the, the statement was that we're buying into the. I didn't buy into the HOA. I got to the point where I had to accept it. Well, you didn't. You didn't. You didn't have to. No, you're correct. I chose to accept it because Thank the you. other options were terrible. Ah, so that's it. So yes. now since your other options were so terrible, is the I can't have ding, 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 ding on a fucking flagpole all night long, driving my neighbors fucking crazy, and they go, hey, stop that shit. And you're like, Merca, I'm going to fly my fucking flag. You're not going to tell yes. me. Meanwhile, your neighbors are ding, 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 well, ding all the time. And you're the obnoxious asshole. Let me ask a question. Do each of you, either of you live in HOA? Yes. No. You know what? I did. I was like, fucking HOA. Yeah. I have exactly. In, I have a covenant in my neighborhood, but I don't have an HOA. Mm. So, so, so what bugs me. Like, like you can't have 
trucks in the front yard on blocks. You know, it's like normal shit. Yeah. You can't have, you know, 10 shacks out back. But, like, I'm allowed livestock. Yeah, I sign. Okay, I, I can't have more than six head of livestock on my. Okay. I willingly, I willingly sign that. Because you don't have livestock? No, because I accepted the terms of the covenants. I didn't. Right. I, I shied away from a place that there's like a committee of. And then you got Karen, who's the head of the HOA over there, and she's coming around and ransacking your shit because when she drives by your house every single day, she can see six inches of your trash can sticking out from behind your house. Right. And so what if I put my trailer up in my yard? I got to tow my motor. So, you know, I didn't want all that bullshit. Yeah. And I, yeah, I didn't either. That was my point. Right. <laughs> I didn't want it well, either. A voluntary arrangement. Yeah, you can say that. Sure. So I voluntarily got a bid on a house that five other people bid on and then was told in the beginning I didn't have an HOA. And then I'm at the table after I moved all my stuff to the state. Sure. I, you know, at the end of the day, you're right. I absolutely signed it because I knew if I didn't sign it, I wouldn't have a home. <laughs> I'd have nowhere to live. I already moved to the state. So I said, I'll, I'll deal with it. So I didn't choose this place because of an HOA. I didn't accept this place from an HOA. I chose to sign the paperwork despite it's being an HOA because my other options completely sucked. Understandable, 100%. So I'm not removing myself from signing the paper. I'm saying I hate when people say, well, you bought an HOA. You agreed to it. Well, I didn't really agree. To it. I agreed to sign for it. So that, would, to me, would be uh, consent. I I said, okay, I will consent to it. I didn't agree to it. I don't want any part of it, but I had to consent to it. I don't see it the same way. So, so, so as you stand today, you have no other options. So you, you fulfilled the immediate need of Maslow's hierarchy, and I got, I got, you probably have equity in your home, I'm going to resume. Sure, where, bothered, where do I go? If it bothered you that much, is there any other options that you have? Oh, let me, let me explain to you, Paul. I don't have... Many, the stuff behind me, this is the only stuff hanging in my house. I've been here for almost two years. I have boxes not unpacked yet. Unpacked yet. <laughs> I have things not on the wall because I had buyer's remorse because of this HOA thing. This is the best school in the, in the, in the area. That's why I wanted my children to go to this school. Yeah, I, totally I, was banking, I was banking my entire existence in this neighborhood on that high school. And COVID took the entire year away. So I don't even know if the high school is good. Wow. So I have not unpacked because I am willing to leave if there's a better option. But you don't just pick up uh, two kids and, and a dog on your own with a, a whim because of an HOA. You're right. <clears throat> I'd sooner find a way to change the rules. I agree with you 100%. And on that note, I will say you agreed to the HOA. I Next did. headline. <laughs> Ultimately, I did. But hey, so, so, so do you have – I mean, what's the issue? Is it, do you, is it your flagpole that's going ding, ding? No, it's a trailer. I don't know if I should be saying this because maybe they're watching. Karen might be watching this. <laughs> I have a trailer that none of my neighbors have a problem with. It's a new one. It's a small six by 10. It looks pristine. None of my neighbors have a problem with it. But somebody drives by in their little Karen car and takes pictures and says, you got to move it. They don't offer any options. There's nowhere to take it. So again, I have to make a choice. Find 60, 70 bucks in my budget to park it when it has stuff in it at some place. Or I keep playing the game of, of the HOA thing. <clears throat> Won't fit in my garage. Can't get it through the gate in the backyard. I don't have a lot of options. I could sell it. Sure, I could. 
and then buy it again when I need it. Okay, so here would be my recommendation. Attempt the yes. democratic process, right? So you have all people that are in your neighborhood are in that HOA. I'm willing to bet, hey, this is a majority rules principle. Like nobody Two here thirds. has a problem with it except for one person. So, hey, who's in charge of your HOA? Like have a set of stones and tell Karen to just keep driving. We've done this. I've done this. Like I said, I've done this part. Um, I've heard and this they, so they backed many off. times, dude. That's why I'm just like, uh, that's why I wouldn't Well, they it. backed off. They they make it where you have to get two-thirds to vote or something. And then the problem is, is we have like 520 houses, and we have a meeting, and 30 people show up. <laughs> so I'm going to get two-thirds of the vote to change a rule when I can't even get 1% to but show up to the meeting. you only got to get 20 people. That means you only got to get 20 people to show up. Like, that's easy. No, no, no. two-thirds of 520. No, wait a minute. You have no quorum there. Like, you don't show up on voting day. Like, doesn't matter. If 30 people show up and two-thirds of that's 20 people. No, that's not how they work it. I mean, what do they have, like, a ballot system or something? Do we have, like, when you're voting, ballots? when you're voting, yes, that is the, that is the process. We just had a vote. We just had a vote. And it took them two weeks to get all the votes counted, all 30 of them. Um, and now they didn't reach quorum, so now they're going to have to have another vote. Wow. That's how it works with voting. But to change a rule, no. You need two, two-thirds of 520 people. Wow. So they make it impossible. And those rules were written back when this was established by people who didn't even live here. Mm. This is a race community. So if there's people out here who have race cars and they don't have a garage... Uh, sorry, and here's the kicker too, Paul. Here's the kicker. There is a handful of homes in this community, and when I say handful, I think at least 20, 30 homes who are not even in the HOA. So the letter of the law now is obsolete because what are you going to tell me? My trailer degrades the value of the house? No. The guy down the street who has no HOA, who has a, an RV parked in his, his, his lot, does. You know what I mean? Like, are you serious? So it's really all about a Karen thing. Because mm. if somebody complained about it, if, if like the flag, for example, if somebody complained about the flag, I would do exactly like you said. I would find a way to make it not a nuisance. No one's complained about my trailer. Right. No one. Even my neighbors, I asked them, I said, is there a problem with it? No. <laughs> no. There's no problem with it. So it's the Karens aggressively trying to enforce rules that were made 30 years ago that I really didn't want to join. But you did. I did. So now I have to find a solution. Yeah. And I'm searching. I'm, I'm looking for people who would offer to put my trailer on somebody's lot. You can put and it on I'm, mine. Huh? You can put it on mine. Yeah, that's a long drive to get my trailer. <laughs> so, so, can anyways, we focus in on that headline? Yeah, we could. Yeah, we could have a whole thing on HOAs. I don't know why we... All right, next one. Because it's personal. Yes. Tennessee man leaves $5 million to dog in his will. She's a good girl. I'll let you guys have that one. I, I just can't. I will say this. It's his money. He can do with it whatever he wants. But I totally disagree with it. And But it, it doesn't matter. You know, it's his money. I don't even think it's legal. Well, I agree with you on principle. But, like, what's she going to... They can take five million dollars and 
I mean, how, how does this work? You write a five million dollar check and like you just give it to the dog, or <laughs> I mean, again, I agree with you in principle. Like, you should be able to do with your money whatever you want. Right. To do. Like, like how does that function out? I'm sure there's a lawyer that's out there being the executor of that will and being a good steward of that five million dollars for yeah. Yeah, just put him up. Yeah, he's probably left it in some trust fund for a group or whatever to take care of his, I don't know. Just right. But it's like a, what I always say, man, when people care more about animals than they do humans, I'm like, wow. Right. No why, wouldn't he, why wouldn't he just donate to some pet fund and make sure his dog is taking care of part of yeah. the donation? Like, yeah, $5 million, they'll treat him like a, a her, like king or queen, you know? But, right. Uh, yeah, wow. But, but hold on, Mike. I know dogs that treat humans way better than humans treat humans. Sure. That's true. Yeah, that's probably a given, actually. Yeah. I mean, I mean, you know, so it shouldn't be dumb. I understand what you're trying to say about what you're trying to say, but why shouldn't that be able to go both ways? Because my dogs, you know, I get some really unconditional love from my dogs that I don't get from people. So anyway. I digress. It could be, it could, the reason for that could be uh, because of the groups you're in. Because yeah, of us? And furries don't count. You can't dress up as a furry and then act like that's a dog. That's not, that doesn't count. <laughs> 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 and, and I would argue, you know, I love dogs. I went to oh, canine school. I would still argue that that is unconditional love. Oh, yeah. Because for one, dogs have such a short memory span. It's not like there's any conditions or no conditions on it. They're just really excited because they forgot they saw you last. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Take your wife and your dog and put them in your trunk and drive around on a country road real hard, aggressive for about two and a half hours, and then open the trunk up and see which one's really happy to see you. You'll know which one's your best friend. Next headline. Next yeah, headline. I'm not going to contest that. Let's Next move headline. to the last one here. <laughs> North Carolina firefighters dispatched to restaurant discover it isn't on fire. Just making 10,000 wings. Who called that one in? That's what I was going to ask. Who is the Karen that said, I see smoke? Yeah. But Who then again, in all one? fairness, we don't know how far away they were either. Yeah. Yeah. But that's... Wow. Well, I will tell you of a story of a an old lady that called nine one one. Get the fire trucks out here! Like the whole valley down there is on fire. It's just glowing. He sent like the whole county's resources out there, and the fire chief gets out there and starts canceling people because they had a fully involved sunset. Sunset was it was dark, but you had this orange glow over the top of the horizon there and she thought the valley was on fire true story wow fully involved sunset so when you see Were the firemen able to put it out okay yeah yeah the next day <laughs> just wait 10 minutes yes yeah, uh -oh. all right so obviously that was the last question we're coming to the end but usually in the last last question we're gonna do our covid update yeah yeah so <laughs> who's Who's got a COVID update? Paul. Did you get your shot, Paul? 
Um, um, I identify as being vaccinated. Got it. I got mine. Mine is scheduled for uh, two weeks from now. Yeah, mine's scheduled for six six years. I think. What is the time frame to see the the results? Six <laughs> years, I think. I want to know, are they going to have to do a COVID shot every year like they used to have to do the flu shot? Anyone know? Oh, you mean the one that worked 10% of the time? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I wonder if they're going to have to do this every year. Uh, well, is that with the same shots or after yeah. the recalls? No, I'm just talking about, like, you get a COVID shot, your vaccination now, do you have to get it next year? Is that the, the original one or the new mutated one we should be afraid of? Um, well, it's not a mutation. It's just a what's, different variant. What's your what's your immuno coverage time frame? Do you have any clue? Because no. it skipped, you know, it, it pushed all the way through the normal trials, which I'm, we can argue FDA trials all day long, but that was the whole emergency order is don't really worry about testing it like you put it under the normal standardized scrutiny of just get something out there. So... I don't I don't know what that time frame is because that mm. normal process takes a long time a lot of times. Now I'm not arguing that it's an efficient means and that the bureaucracy doesn't need to be shaved, however. So I don't know. I don't know the answer to that question. I think there's yeah. way too many questions out there to be answered at the moment. But as long as all three of us are vaccinated, I feel good. I mean, here's the way I look at it with, with all of that. Like, if you feel that you have a threat to you and you feel that masks work, like, wear them. Right. Like, I don't, I'll show up on my yeah. freaking M19 Pro mask up in that bitch. And, like, when I get on an airplane, that's what I want to wear. I want to wear my Same here. mask. You know? Yeah, Mike, I'm the Zorro one's before. not the same. Say again? Mike's Zorro mask doesn't work. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, so if if if, if be an adult, be a responsible for it, take the response, the, the precautions that you feel you need to take for yourself, and presume that everybody else that's walking around is infected and an asshole at the same time, and you'll be okay. Right. I've even taken vaccines, a step further. Vaccines. I take a step further. I don't believe the masks work like they they say that I don't, but I wear them. You know, if somebody wants me to wear it in their store, I wear it. I, you know. But I also don't want somebody coming up and giving me crap because I'm not wearing it. Like, that's ridiculous. Well, I kind of revel in it. This is like the first time in my adult life or even my juvenile life, but really my adult life, that I can show up in a store armed with a bandana over my face and the cops not be involved. <laughs> right. You know, normally, like, there's a real big problem when that happens for you pre-covid so it's that's cool did did you not hear that like i saw that one of my sheriff's updates they were talking about that that it's actually against the law there's some law that says you can't wear a mask when you're carrying concealed i don't know if that's just locally but you can't cover your face when you're carrying concealed it i didn't check like into it but, state law issue yeah but I, yeah. Didn't, I didn't even check the validity of it but i thought it was a really interesting argument yeah, it is. When you get your concealed carry permit in some states, yeah, they say that. So we're breaking the law by creating a new law. Yeah, under, you know, you have some mitigating circumstances there. Always obey. 
So you guys ready to pull the pin? Yeah, this one's just going to pull the pin. So all we're going to do is bump Paul back out to the waiting room if he'd like to stay while we close the show. But before he goes, we just want to thank you, Paul, for showing up. Thanks for having me, brothers. Thanks for your input. You feel Thanks a lot, Paul. Feel free to wait in the waiting room while we close out the show and stay for the after party, or you can take off whatever you want, but after hang party. tight. What and since Mike is got nobody to interrupt me with, uh, I'm going to go ahead and close the show. <laughs> Thank you all for tuning in. I uh, hope you enjoyed at least what we have here. I uh, hope you guys get involved. You know, PullThePinAready.com. Uh, as you can see, we need some more participation. We want you guys to come on here. If you're uh, nervous or afraid of being on camera, don't worry. We are too. I mean, look at us. Uh, until the next time, Godspeed. And pull the pins.